episode 68. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller from the hot Sudan south of Africa to the northern Saskatchewan regions of Canada. We have singer-songwriter, producer, model, author, and web designer, Amani Ilfated. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. I'm so happy to have another Canadian on my show. This is really great. By way of the Sudan, I'd like to uh, welcome Amani today on the Dharmic Evolution. Amani, welcome from Toronto, Canada. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's really great to have you on board. And um, boy, you've got a lot of talent, girl. All the different things you're doing. And... um, your artistry, your songwriting, your singing, uh, it just goes on and on and on. So tell us, first off, tell us about the transition from coming from the Sudan into, um, into Canada and how that transition was for you. Well, most of it I don't actually really remember since I came when I was about three. Right. Uh, so we left as refugees. Um, so we went from the hot, sunny, deserty. Uh, country of South Sudan to Saskatchewan in the winter, uh, November. So what a dichotomy, huh? That's crazy. (laughs) It was intense. Yeah. Um, So to learn how to uh, how to get through the snow, which we didn't really know or understand and uh, language barriers and the whole works is like it was difficult, but I think it was worth it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So now, do you still have family back there, back in the Sudan? Yeah, most of my relatives are out there, but uh-huh. my direct family, so my parents, my sister, and my brothers are in Saskatchewan. Right, right. Do you, have you been back, you know, since, uh, since you came here? No, no. The state there is not, is not the best. Yeah. Right. Still, yeah. A lot of, still a lot of struggle and strife going on, huh? Yeah, they had a ceasefire, but for some and there's a civil war going on. Wow, that's just so awful. Oh my god. So let's talk let's talk yeah. about some brighter things and let's start yeah. with um letter to myself. I want to play this and then I want to talk to you about it. I really love this track and congratulations on it. So let's take a shot at letter to myself. And um right. yeah, this is Amani. Check this out. I am damaged good. See? 
Joe, you sound really, really vulnerable in that track. Yeah. Yeah. So from a very deep place. <laughs> very what place? A very deep place. Yeah. So tell us about the song. Like, what is that about? Because it is a beautiful track. Yeah. Um, well, when I was 17, I was going through a really, really, really tough time. Um, and so I was just thinking, I wasn't really thinking, actually, it was just a lot of things going on. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to write this song. And I was considering taking my life. So I took a bunch of pills and said that if I make it tomorrow, then I will make this song real. So I will record it and I will, you know, produce it and have it uh, put out. But yeah, so the next morning I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm alive. So I have to put this out. I have to share this with the world. So it took about two years, but uh, I wound up getting it all together. Uh, I got a Nathan Bishop to come in and play some drums and add some guitar to it and just enhance it. And then once I did that, I was like, oh, no, I actually can't release this. So why? Why couldn't you release it? It was too emotional, actually. Right. Every time I thought about it, I was like, oh, it's too I don't want to go back there. Uh, especially since it's not me anymore but I was pushed to sing it on stage one day and when I did this girl cried and I was thinking oh my god did I sound really that bad <laughs> but she's like no no it wasn't that it was bad it was just that I connected with it so I thought you know what I have to put this song out there for sure I have to perform it more because people connect to that same feeling even when I thought it wasn't something that other people felt it actually is something that people feel and I think it's it's a uh, beneficial to put it out there yeah, so you really touched her emotions, you know, and uh, so so let me ask you, why did you, what were you so upset about that made you take such a drastic action like that? Well, it's a lot of like different traumatic issues from childhood. Um, also, at that stage in time, I moved from Saskatchewan to Toronto and I was pretty much on my own. So things were always very difficult and I couldn't really understand my feelings or even like communicate them to people. So I was always keeping things inside. Okay, uh, so, so it got that bad in your mind. You felt it was that bad. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Well, I'm, so, yeah. so you'll never do that again though, right? You'll promise me? No. Good. I promise you. <laughs> Good. Again. You hear it, folks, right here on the Dharmic Evolution. <laughs> we won't make you swear it out in blood, but <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Instead, you just write more music because that's the place to go uh, for yes. all healing, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. let me ask you, when, you um, when did you first start writing that you realized, hey, I'm a songwriter? Like, when did you start working on... Like, what was your, when was your first piece? Like, how old were you? I was nine. Wow. Uh, yeah, so my English wasn't that great when I was younger, um, since, of course, we came from uh, Africa, and my parents didn't really speak English fluently, so the only English I had was at school. Right. So what I did was that I started to write, but it wasn't making any sense, so I read the dictionary <laughs> and started using the words from the dictionary to just express kind of what I was thinking. And then I was listening to a lot of Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears at the time. So my first official song was when I was about nine. And I don't really remember all the words, but it was really cheesy. Well, your English is flawless, girl. <laughs> Except when you <laughs> say out. I, I, get, I hear that Canadian edge when you say out or, or instead of out, oh. you know. 
But but you're having a field day. When I hang up with you, you're going to say, God, that guy from New Jersey, what the hell was that accent all about? <laughs> oh, no, actually, I don't really hear much of an accent from you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just you, wherever you travel in the country, somebody picks up on something, you know, that uh, yeah. that kind of ties back to, oh, he's from there or she's from there. So, so tell me about how you carved out your musical, um, you know, your musical who you are like in Canada and you came from Africa. So it's such an interesting sound that you have. So what were your influences like when you were growing up that kind of carved out who you are right now? Okay. So this is going to sound very strange, but it was Celine Dion. Oh, and great. Beethoven. And who else? Yeah. Beethoven? Beethoven. Wow. I could yes. just picture those two doing a gig together. I, I could picture it too. It would Every be day, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so those were your two biggest influences. Yes. So I was, I was listening to them a lot. And then what happened was Nelly Furtado came out with her music, Britney Spears. And there was a lot of like a hip hop influence that kind of happened right around the 2000s, two, uh, sorry, 2001, 2002 kind of uh, year. So I started to kind of think Celine Dion meets, you know, rap music. How right. would that sound? Yeah. Um, so I started clashing genres together. So it was like pop, but with electronic and pop with hip hop, pop with opera. How does it all, you know, work? And I just kind of made it work together. Wow. You were like the Thomas Edison of music. You're in the lab, <laughs> like concocting stuff. I love that. Hey, Alani, oh, yeah. I want to ask you about your name too. And it's... You know, I have your, your bio in front of me, and it's Peace in Swahili. So is Swahili your native tongue, like from where you come from? Or is that... No, no. No, I didn't think it, so. It, yeah. So Swahili is actually a very common language that we use uh, oh. in South Sudan. Oh, 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 it is. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so how did you adopt the name? Because it's Peace in Swahili, it's Wishes in Arabic, but then it's to be hated against in the tribal language of Kakwa of South Sudan, Africa. Am I saying that right? Yes, yes. That's actually my tribe. Okay. Um, so I remember when I was y younger, whenever I told uh, any of my relatives my name, they used to give me this look, like a really strange look. And I was always wondering why. And then one of my uncles pulled me aside and said, the reason why is because your name means to be hated against. So I was like, oh, that's uh, very positive there. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so your name, but your name, Amani, that's not, that's not ill to be hated against, is it? Amani? Yes. It's, it's such a beautiful name. I don't understand that, but you know, I don't know that much, but then it's Amani ill-fated. So to describe, how, is that like your given name or is that a stage name you took? Oh, it's a, it's a stage name. Okay. Um, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I wanted to do an album called Faded and at that time I was just going by Amani um, but for some reason my fans were coordinating Amani with Ill Faded so they kept staying Amani Ill Faded everywhere so I was like you know I think I might actually take that as the name because uh, the Ill Faded part is actually supposed to be sarcasm like right. a sarcastic statement most people in my life were saying no you're not going to make it or this is a bad future for you bad fate you're not going to have anything if you keep going down this path and I used to say well I this path i guess i'm ill-fated Ill right um, so i just kind of kept it 
So you, so rather than push back, just embrace it and just went with it. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. I like that. And you also said, I like the fact that you said your tribe. You know, years and years ago, people were like, they didn't want anything to do with tribes. And now if you have a tribe, you're very cool. So I think having a tribe is great. I just love that. So let's let's talk about you and what you're doing now with your EP. Are you gigging out at all to like promote this? Like what what is your thing like where you are in Canada? Are you able to play out with your music? Yes, yes. Um actually when I put out the EP, um I booked a lot of shows. Uh, so, so far I have the Hard Rock Cafe in Toronto that uh, is going to be happening this Saturday. And then uh, working on another show for April that's going to be happening in Toronto. It's a music festival. And then the big one is actually going to be in South Africa for September. South Africa you're going to? Yes. <laughs> you are bold, girl. What is this little club down the street? I'm going to South Africa, man. Exactly. You got to do it big, right? I love that. I love that. You know when it, And it's time to play triangles. So check this out with Amani. Great track. So tell us about that, Imani. What are what is triangles all about? Ooh, it's a uh, it's a little bit uh, on the wild side. Um, so basically, 
I had all the tracks for the album and I was working with uh, one of the producers, Carolyn Akwe. And she just wrote this song at this time when I was torn between two people. <laughs> okay. And yeah, she just told me, write out exactly what you're feeling. So it took only about 15 minutes to write down everything. And suddenly I had this song. So, so you had it real quick because of that triangle of love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like that. Hey, uh, tell us about your production. Like, who's producing on that with you? Uh, that was Carolyn Akwe of LK Collective. Okay. And um, did she produce all the tracks on your EP? No, she, she just did uh, Triangles and Ultimate Candy on the EP. Okay. Okay. So... Now, tell me your process. How do you work? Do you just feel like you need to seek out a producer for each separate song based on personality or associations you have? Or how do you do it with your production? Uh, really, there isn't a, a process. Uh, for the most part, I usually write out the music and then write out the lyrics and then uh, see, like when I do the recording process, a lot of the uh, engineers that I work with are also producers. So they'll come in and they'll add some stuff to it. Uh, with Carolyn, she was recording most of the album for me. Um, and then she could hear some sounds in the song. So she would make a couple of touches here and there. And then Triangle, she just kind of got together and, and made it. We, we kind of made that happen together. <laughs> Right. Great. Well, great job on that. So how do you balance all your stuff, Amani? You've, you're a producer, a model, an author, a web designer, an artist. So you got all this stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so like, just... yeah, so like, how do you do, like, do you do modeling also professionally? Is that, you know, you plugged into that as much as you are with your, um, your songwriting? Um, not as much anymore. Uh, about a year ago, it was it was one of my main things, but uh, right. I wanted to focus more on the album. Okay, but I still do shoots here and there. That's great. So, what what's your thing? Is it is it clothing or is it runway or like what what kind of modeling do you do? I love creatives and I love beauty. Um, so, with creatives, I like to you know put together an image that makes you feel. And then with beauty, I like to express sort of the black beauty because uh, it's not very common to see someone with dark skin, you know, doing things that are beautiful. So I really want to push that for that, you know, we can all do it. Yeah, we need more of that, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Especially up in Saskatchewan. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you find the scene? Like you're in Toronto now, right? Yes. How do you find the music scene in Toronto? Because I've met a lot of great artists in uh, Toronto. So from my experience, it's been great. But living there and uh, playing and being plugged into the music scene, like how do you, f how do you find it there? Um, it's very competitive. Okay. Really, really very competitive. You can find at least 10, 11 uh, artists that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Um, so you kind of have to fight for an identity here, um, right. make sure you sound different, make sure you look different. But for the most part, like I I've never been in a city where artists are more supportive of other artists. You know, you'll see artists going to other artist shows. They'll be supporting and tweeting about, um, you know, other artists, which I think is great when we all support and get together like that. Yeah, I'm finding that um, most of the support today 
with music is artists supporting other artists, like probably more so than it ever has been, which is kind of delightful. I like that, you know, a lot because hopefully it has a bleed through to get to the rest of the public, you know. And um, exactly, yes, yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, so tell me also, like you're a piano player, right? And is that your go-to instrument, or do you, you know, do you toy with, around with the guitar? Do you play guitar? What's your favorite thing to write on? Also, uh, favorite be piano, I guess. Um, but I love the digital uh, digital instruments, so I usually just plug my keyboard into my program and then just use that. That's fun. Yeah. Whatever it takes, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about influences, um, and you mentioned Beethoven, which was very cool, and Celine. Anybody else, as far as like bands that you um, that you were like really digging, or that kind of influenced you as a writer, or is it just those two were the uh, the two prominent ones? Um, there are other ones. Uh, one of them is uh, Garbage. Uh, Shirley Manson, who uh, leads that band, right? Um, the other is uh, Nelly Furtado, um, MIA was a very big influence uh, to me, and this new band, uh, Fantagram, that just came out about, you know, five, six years ago. Are they from Canada? Uh, they're actually from uh, New York, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Fantagram, yeah. is that P-H-A or is that F-A? Yeah, uh, P-H. Oh, okay, I'll have to check them out. So you mentioned earlier Ultimate Candy. Let's take a swing at that one. What do you say? All right. No, no. 
That was great. That was great. So tell us about that one. Ultimate Candy. What's that one about, Amani? It's not <laughs> so about Halloween. I know that, right? Uh, really? I thought you sort of was about Halloween. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, when I was uh, younger, I used to be really, really shy. So I was too afraid to uh, tell someone if I liked them. Uh, so what I do is I'd write it out in a song or I'd write it out in a poem. So this one particular person used to get me treats and candies, but I just couldn't say it. So I wrote it out in a song and then the song just wound up being really good. And, uh, Carolyn jumped in and added some instruments and changed the whole sound. So I thought I got to release this. <laughs> Excellent. Carolyn's, Carolyn's good for you. I can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's very, very good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I wanted to circle back to the tour. How did you get to book um, a gig in South Africa? Like, um, are you hooked up with another artist as, like, you're sharing a stage together? Or you just, like, went out on your own and booked this? How did you, uh, how did you put this together? Uh, I'd have to thank good old Twitter uh, for that. Um, so a lot of uh, people reach out to me on Twitter and uh, this one particular person reached out to me and uh, asked if it would be great to have me in South Africa. So I thought, okay, so it's going to be me and a couple of other artists um, uh, in September uh, doing a show out there. Must be really, really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ha have you ever gone there? No. So I've this never is a been. first. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what, any, anything else, any plans to get to Europe or anywhere else? Like while you're traveling, will you hook up with any other um, places far and away? Uh, maybe not too far, but uh, I'm looking at Los Angeles and uh, London, England, uh, since a lot of my fans are actually based out there. So I thought, you know, I might as well go to them and uh, put on a really good show for them. I could see you doing really well in London. We have a lot of, I've had a lot of guests on this show uh, from London. So we've got, you know, a nice footprint in uh, that area of the world, which I really love. But I could see your music going over great in London, for sure. You'll have to play the O2, you know? Do you know, do you know about the O2? I learned all about that from my good friend, Sophia May. She hooked me up. She just played there recently. She's been, she was on the show a while back. So uh, tell me, what else are your aspirations? What are you looking out for um, with you and your music looking forward? Like, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to bigger stages. Um, I guess ideally, you know, every artist's dream is to win the Grammy and to at billboards, uh, billboard awards, Grammy awards, and other places. So that's kind of my... Um, and also to put out more music, uh, at least three albums in my career, uh, time willing. <laughs> at least three, did you say? Yes, yes. Oh, I think you're going to do like three times 30. That's what I'm seeing with you. <laughs> you know, what's this three album stuff? <laughs> you're so you know, come on, girl, you got a lot more than that in you. <laughs> and well, I, could, I could tell we'll just see, by... We'll start with three and yeah, three three is just that's just the Kickstarter and, and you know, that's just a warm up, I think. <laughs> I can almost promise you 
Amati, that Carolyn is laughing her head off listening to that. Three albums? Are you kidding me? That's nothing. Hey, um, oh, let's yeah. let's listen to another one because I like this. I like the title and I like this track. It's called "Too Hot" with Amani. Scott, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling your African heritage in that one. I'm just feeling that groove, that dance, that nice bass line. Really awesome. How'd you come up with that oh. one? Um, that one, I was about 12, and I was kind of toying around uh, with a song because uh, my sister said, hey, can you write something for our school dance? And I was like, sure, I'll write something, and it'll be very, very hot. So <laughs> I titled it Hot. It was perfect, yeah. And you and so this was what twelve years old, yeah. And this was the same girl that was saying three albums a little while ago. Yes. What the <laughs> hell? Are you kidding? <laughs> Come on. Hey, so tell me about at home. Were your were your folks like like really on board with this? Like were they like really into your music and 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 hoping that you would go in this direction? Oh no, no, they were against it. Oh they were really? Very very very. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about that. So it was. So you're very determined. Oh yeah, um, they they started out. They thought it was just like a, a phase. So you know, they take me to vocal lessons, and then they take me to piano, and then band, 
And then eventually they realized I was taking it seriously. So then they were like, okay, we need you to hold back because you're going to be a doctor, right? A doctor or a nurse or something. And I was like, actually, no, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So they kind of panicked and started pulling me away from things. And now they're more supportive. But back then they were just completely against it. Well, it is a phase, but it's a phase in perpetuity. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. it's one you just, you can't pull out of. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, come in and out of that throughout their whole lives. You know, like I set my music aside for quite a while, but it's, you know, I always say it's like holding a balloon underwater. You know, you can't suppress your artistry. It just kind of keeps coming up, you know, which is great. So, um, yeah. so what's your favorite process, Imani? Like when you're first writing with a notebook, when you finally finish in the studio, when you have that, you know, that moment, like when the pen hits the paper and you write that beautiful line, do you have a favorite like moment through the um, creative process that you like more than anything else? Um, not really in particular, but I do like to write, write when I have the feeling. Um, so if I'm angry or if I'm sad or if I'm happy, I like to make sure I grab a pen immediately and write it all down. Um, and then sometimes I just like to have complete silence and I'll just write or I'll just go into the shower, take like one hour shower and I come out with 10 songs or something. Do you have like a hundred gallon hot water heater? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> one hour shower. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Does, does anybody yell in the house? Hey, come on. What are you doing in there? Come on. <laughs> yes, I, I do get that complaint a lot, but yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, if you get a song out of it, that's definitely worth it. Hey, I want to yeah. ask you also about, um, there's a song you did called You and Me in Nashville. Can you tell us about that? What's that all about? Yes, that one is, uh, that one I did with uh, an artist called Yaba Angelosi. Okay. Um, so we were in touch for four years and he kept saying come to the u.s come to the u.s we need to work on a song together but i didn't have my passport just yet so the moment i got it i booked the flight to nashville and uh we worked on the song it only took about three hours to record but it's a really really hot hit i can't wait to release it wow when's that coming out so it's coming out in march great great so people look out for that one so um so you got a lot of things going on you got your new album coming out you've got um this great tour that is happening so a lot to look forward to over the next couple of months um going into the rest of the year so how about videos have you done any videos yet uh, yeah, actually, I shot a video for Don't Mess With Me, uh, and so far we have about two more videos uh, in the works, but uh, they take a lot of time to do. For sure. So where are we going to see, on YouTube? Yes, YouTube. Okay, the, do, you, do you have one up now that we can send people to? Uh, the only one I have, yeah, Letter to Myself is the one that I have out right now, um, and then once Don't Mess, Don't Mess With Me comes out, then it'll it'll be on that channel as well. Okay, letter to myself. We'll check that one out. Great. And listen, as we're winding down here, let's give everybody um, the best place to find you and your music so we can support you and buy your music. Where do we go? Website or what's the best spot for us? Awesome. The best place to be is the website. So www.amaniillfated.com. Excellent. 
You guys heard it first here on the Dharmic Evolution. Amani, this was great. I really had a good time chatting with you, learning about you and your music and your one-hour showers. I just dig it all. It's all good <laughs> stuff. You know, we had triangles, ultimate candy, and way too hot. This was great. So um, I just want to thank you for being a part of Dharmic Evolution today, and I want to wish you all the luck and success in the world. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. From the South Sudan to Saskatchewan to Toronto, Canada, the very talented and determined Amanio Fated, adopter of the one-hour shower, teaching all of us what can be done when you set your mind on success. Please visit Amani's website, and you can also find all of her links in the show notes and on the Dharmic Evolution website as well. And if you've been on this show, your content is up on the show's page. Also, if you're thinking of creating your own podcast, just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com and I can help you with that challenge. Tune in on March 6th to episode DE69 when we go to Edmonton, Canada to visit with the very talented John Kitsko. And a thank you to all of those who have left a review in iTunes. Thank you so much. It's very much appreciated and does a lot for this show. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.